Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Well, if you got your Bibles this morning, let's open up to First Thessalonians. So how many of you enjoy the Thanksgiving holiday? What, what, what is the one thing that, that you like about Thanksgiving? Food. <laughs> turkey, you like turkey? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, get to see the cousins and all that. For me, it's always was about the food. Because um, I do enjoy to eat, so... But we're, we're, we're coming into that place. So we're going to look at the giving of thanks uh, today. I thought that that would be appropriate for us. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I think the, the better thankers we are, the more gracious and appreciative that an individual is, Amen. I, I think uh, the more uh, grace and favor we walk in. Because, you know, when you're giving something away, you're always going to get something back. <laughs> so let's, let's, let's uh, trust the Lord to help us this morning. I know I need help. Uh, I, I believe you need help to hear. I need, I need help to say what he once said. So let's, let's look to him. Father, we thank you for this appointed time. And we thank you that because you made this day, you have in this day all that we need. And so, Lord, we're, we're, we're not here this morning just to fill up our morning. Come on. We're here for a purpose. First and foremost, we want to hear what you have to say. Because we believe that you're smarter than we are. Yes. And so, uh, I trust you now for utterance to speak. And I say that these people have ears and a heart to hear. And I say, Lord, that we'll not get information alone this morning, but we'll get imparted to us the life that is in the Word of God. And that life will quicken us. That life will encourage us. This light that we receive will illuminate and help us in our decision-making. And so we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. So go with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And we're going to begin reading in verse 15. And here's some good words to, to speak and to hear this morning. Thessalonians 5.15 says, See that, that none of you render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good both among yourselves and to all men. Verse 16 gives us a model 
for successful living, it says to rejoice all the time or forevermore. It says to pray or have an attitude of prayer without ceasing. And then verse 18 is one, where we want to begin this morning. It says that in everything. Say in everything. It says in everything to do what? It says to give thanks. And I think that we could kind of take it a step forward. To, in everything, have a heart of gratitude, appreciation. Now look at this. This, this is what makes this verse important. It says this, what was just said that in everything give thanks, this is the will of God. This is the plan of God. This is the way of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So we see from this verse that having an attitude of gratitude, having an attitude of giving thanks is the will of God for us. The the definition for giving thanks or offering thanks could be defined as to be grateful, to be appreciative, to actively express gratitude towards someone. So to give thanks is to be grateful, appreciative, to actively express Gratitude towards someone else. That's the giving of thanks. Now, if he's saying that this is the will of God for us, then I need to know something. Who are we to give thanks to? Is it just a, you know, this, just these kinds of people? What things are we to give thanks for? I love it when people get ahead of the pastor. It's awesome. It tells me that their heart is open and the Holy Spirit is speaking to them. So, to who, to what, and how often? See, you guys, we don't need, hey, we're done. We, I mean, we're, you guys got it. I don't, you guys don't need this message. You got it. <laughs> Well, let's go on over to Ephesians 5.20, just in case there's one person that doesn't know this verse this morning. Just in case. Or maybe someone out there watching, maybe you don't know the verse. So let's, let's get over there and see. <laughs> Ephesians 5.20. So say this, I am to give thanks. We're just going to find out the two, what and, all, and how often. Here we go. Ephesians 5.20. It says to give thanks every once in a while for for all things. Uh, Give thanks, uh, you know, when something, you know, is really special that happens for you. No, it says to give thanks always. Yeah, but, you know, for what reason? For all things. And, uh, and, and, and how often? And who, who are we to give thanks to? Unto God. Unto God. Everybody say, unto God. 
and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're, we're to give thanks to our Father in heaven. We're to give thanks for all things. And we're always to give thanks. You know, that means that this, this is really talking about an attitude. I mean, we got the attitude of, uh, you know, I'm all that, right? I got that attitude. And, and then we just have the attitude that we, we see things in the big picture, in, in the big perspective, and really, I'm nothing. I can't control my heart to beat in my chest. I can't, I can't get the air that I suck into my lungs to be turned into oxygen into my blood. How many know I can't even get out of bed in the morning on my own? I need help. Right? And so, when we start putting things into perspective, when things aren't about me, oh, that would preach right there. When things aren't always about me. Come on. You know, when, you know when it is that life gets tough? When it's all about me. Because then when I don't get my way, I'm having a bad day. Right? You notice the hands on the hip, right? I'm having... We could put psychiatrists out of business. If everything wasn't about me. That's it. Come on. Come on. That's good. Isn't that what a psychiatrist gets paid for? For to be someone you can tell how horrible your life is? (laughs) Okay, I can see that we've gotten off the notes and we need to get back. So this is me getting back to the notes. Right? So... Thankfulness, gratitude, is an attitude. It's a perspective. I said it's a perspective. It puts things into perspective. We can say that it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. I want you to to check out uh, Daniel. Go to Daniel uh, chapter 6. And uh, you need to understand that when Daniel uh, is, is writing this in Daniel 6, beginning in verse 10, he's a slave. You want to talk about a bad hair day? That's when you're a slave. When, when you don't belong to yourself, that you're owned by someone else. And that's who Daniel was. But he's unique. He's unique because he has a relationship with Almighty God. And he knows that these things that he's dealing with down here are just temporary and that God's working on changing them. See, when the Bible says to give thanks for everything, it's not telling you to be thankful for the hard times. It's saying it's to be thankful that you know that God's going to make a way out of those hard times. So you maintain that thankfulness so your faith is working. And that your love is working. So here's Daniel. And now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, which wasn't his house, it was someone else's. 
And his windows were open in his chamber towards Jerusalem. And he kneeled upon his knees three times a day. Everybody say, three times a day. And he prayed, and he did what? He gave thanks. He did what? He didn't just ask, but he gave thanks. He gave thanks before his God, as he did aforetime. So he was a man that practiced thankfulness. And that's why God was so enabled to, to just bless him in his walk. So what does the giving of thanks accomplish? What, what, what does it produce? You're in Daniel going over to Psalms, the book of Psalms. Go to the 69th Psalm. And let's look at the 30th first. Let's find out, you know, what we're doing when we're giving thanks. In Psalm 69:30, it says that I will praise. I'm going to praise the name of God with a song. Now look at this, the latter part of verse 30, 69th Psalm. It says that I will magnify him. How? With thanksgiving. I'll do what? I'll magnify him. How? Giving. So magnifying God takes place when we give him thanks. This word magnify means to grow, to become great or to become important, to promote, to make powerful, to praise, to magnify, to do great things. Come on. Now understand that when you magnify God with thanksgiving, how many of you know that, that technically, legalistically, he doesn't get any bigger? When you give thanks to God, he doesn't get any bigger. But to you, he gets bigger. Amen. Like, you know, we, we could get a microscope. And we could, you know, get something really small. And we're just having a hard time seeing what it looks like, right? And we put it under the microscope, right? And we dial it in and get it focused. Well, all of a sudden, that which is small is now big. It's been magnified. Now, the object itself didn't get bigger, but it got bigger to me. Come on. Amen. You see, life challenges, obstacles, circumstances, the Bible calls them mountains. They get bigger as you look at them. Amen. They get bigger when you talk about them. They get bigger when you say how tough they are and how, oh, oh, it's so hard, it's so hard. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. What if a mountain is in front of us, a circumstance, a test, a trial, a problem, an obstacle is in front of us, and sometimes it's people. Come on. Amen. Come on. Right? And instead of magnifying what has us uptight and troubled and worried and anxious... We just start thanking God. Start magnifying God. Just, just take our eyes off of the challenge and just put our eyes on Him. 
You know what happens then is the mountain gets smaller. Because you're no longer giving it praise. How many of you know that complaining about something is giving that thing praise? Hello! If the positive is that way, so is the negative. So how about we stop praising the problem and start praising and thanking the Lord? Let Him get bigger. Let Him get bigger. Let Him get bigger. And then in the midst of Him being bigger, you're going to see what you need to do to get that mountain out of your way. Praise the Lord. Let's go on over to Psalm 118. Let's see, let's see another thing that, that pray, or thanking and praising does. Psalm 118, 27. Psalm 118, 27. Psalms 118:27. Hope I said it right at least two times in a row. Psalm 118:27. So God is the Lord. And what does he reveal? Well, he hath shown us light. Light is truth. Light is that which is eternal. He says you need to bind the sacrifice with cords. Now that just seems, what? What do you mean, bind the sacrifice with cords? Well, in the Old Testament, their sacrifices were actual sacrifices. And they had to take a live animal, and they had to bind it, take a rope, and tie it to the altar in order to offer it to the Lord. So it says, I want you to bind the sacrifice with cords, even tie it to the horns of the altar. How many of you know there's something that we need to tie up in order to give our sacrifice to the Lord? There's some, there's some things that, that we need to tie down to give him. Because, yes. you know, we, we want to be out there doing whatever, what's, what's fun. That's it. That's it. Come on. What feels good. No responsibility. Come on. Yeah. And we got to bind them. we got to bind them so we have the time. And... and you know, the, 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 the state of mind to put him first by giving him Come thanks. On. Come on. Amen. Yes, sir. He says in verse 28, he says, You are God, and I will praise thee. That's kind of a good reason to praise him. Because he's capital G-O-D. Not some wannabe God. Maker of heaven and earth, remember him? Yeah, come on. So I'm going to praise you because you're my God. And then it says, I will exalt thee. This, this word exalt means to rise up, to be high, to be lofty, to be exalted, to be set on high, to be uplifted. 
It says in verse 29, it says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. That's exalting him. That's lifting him up. That's, that's you seeing him in his rightful place. God of everything. That is good. He says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. You know, if, if, you ever have, if you ever get stuck and you go, well, how do I thank God? How do I give him thanks? How about just saying, Lord, you're good, and your mercy endureth forever. You know, in that we give thanks well. Well, as you all know, as it's not a surprise, even though it's come really too quickly, this is the week of Thanksgiving. Is there anyone here this morning you're happy that you're an American? Glory to God. I don't know how many times, I don't know how many times I thank the Lord that I was born here. And not in Taiwobadidia, in some remote place, Amen. some faraway place, some place that doesn't have the blessing upon it like America does. Amen. This is just a little, this is for the history buff in our midst this morning. The first national Thanksgiving Day was proclaimed by President George Washington. That kind of takes you back. And I have it down as November 26, 1789. That's, 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 that's a little bit ago, huh? Just a little bit ago. And this is, this is, what, this is what George did. He issued a proclamation to the entire nation. And he called for a day of public thanksgiving and prayer. Or public act of giving thanks and prayer to God. A day for Americans to acknowledge and to declare the many single favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them the opportunity to live peaceable in order to establish a government for their safety and happiness. But President Washington didn't just say that individual Americans should thank God. He went on to say this, he then proclaimed to all the nations of the world, especially the one-year-old United States of America, that we have an obligation to God as well. He says, it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, and to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor. So this one day as a nation this week, we'll all be looking to God 
with thanksgiving. Now, how do we accomplish this to be individuals that have a lifestyle of giving thanks? Well, there's really, our life is kind of broken into three segments, so to speak. You were, you are, you're going to be. There's three segments of our life. You have your past. You have a present. You have a now. And you have a future. So in order to have a, an attitude of thanksgiving towards God, I think that we can touch all three of those areas through the giving of thanks. Amen. Amen. Like we can thank Him for the good things that we've already enjoyed. We just talked about being thankful that we were born in the United States of America. We can thank him for that part of our past. We can thank him for the very life that he gave us. Might not be the prettiest, but it's alive. Right? We can be thankful for the good things he's done for us. I, I, very often, I go back to that day that I accepted Jesus as my Savior. Because, you know, I, 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 there were a lot of ways I could have missed that day. And somehow, unknowing to me, he orchestrated a divine connection that I would find him. And a lot of it was because of obstacles I was facing. Not, not one of us has a perfect life. Not one of us can look at our past and go, man, that was awesome. Come on. We've all suffered things taken away from us. We've all, you know, suffered things in, in which we were taken advantage of and abused. Every one of us. But in the midst of all that, I found Jesus. Amen. Come on. Come on. Amen. Woo! Glory. Can, can we give thanks to him for that? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know, we can give him thanks for right now. Yes. Last I checked, my heart's still beating in my chest. Woo! Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you for breath. Thank you for the strength to come to church this morning. And how about thanks for this place where we can gather and be unashamed. I noticed we didn't have to go past one barbed wire fence to get in here. And we're publicly displaying that we are children of the almighty God through Jesus Christ. And we, we were able to worship today. We were able to, to pray today. We were able to, to read the Bible today. Amen. 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 But 
another awesome thing about today is, is today is our opportunity to begin forming our future. See, the only opportunity any person has to do something about their future is now. Like a, a farmer, he begins forming his future in that day that he plows the field. In that day that he prepares the soil. In that day that he sows a seed in the ground. He's now touching his future. And the labor that he's investing, the price that he's investing in that day will secure him in the days to come. And so today, with thankfulness, we can begin sowing seeds that will secure tomorrow Amen. for us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. you know, having that attitude of thankfulness is an attitude that, that helps us to sow for tomorrow. Amen. Yes. If we're so hung up about how terrible today is, we'll be caught up in that misery and miss an opportunity. An opportunity to do something today that's going to set me up tomorrow. Having a thankful heart. I said, having a thankful heart today will set us up to intersect our life with future blessings. Hallelujah. It says here in Philippians 1, 6, it says that I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in me will complete it. That's your future. Today is the day that the work has begun, but it says that it will continue into the future and he will complete it. Philippians 1, 6, until the day of Jesus Christ. Verse 7, it goes on to say that just as it is right for me to think of you all, because I have you in my heart, in so much as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Having a thankful heart, having a heart that is, is grateful, and especially realizing that all that God gives us is not something that we deserve. He's bestowing it upon us freely. So when we give thanks to God always, when we consider the blessings that we've already received, when we consider the blessings that we have in this moment, in this point in time, and when we consider 
the awesome blessings we'll have in the future that we don't even realize how wonderful they're going to be. We can do it through the giving of thanks. Let's finish with this verse in Hebrews 13, 15. Hebrews 13, 15. It begins by saying that by him. So this is that we can do because he's empowering us to do it. He says, by him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice. Did you notice that praise to God is a sacrifice? You mean that there's a price to pay to give it? You've got to put yourself in the right perspective and put him in the proper perspective and then begin to show gratitude towards him because you know that without him, you wouldn't have what you have right now. Let us offer the sacrifice to, to God, how often? Continually. So that's an attitude, isn't it? That's a lifestyle. That is that the fruit of your lips, the fruit of your lips is what you're saying to him. Mm-hmm. See, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So in order to pray and to offer thanks from our heart, we've got to release it through what we say. The fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. So how about it in this week of celebrating the giving of thanks as a nation? How about we consider maybe being that that individual that gives thanks every day? Amen. Amen. And don't necessarily take a lot of things for granted. Be, be appreciative of little things. Like many of you said those things that you enjoy on Thanksgiving. Be thankful that you get to enjoy that at Thanksgiving. And just have that attitude. People doing just little things for you. Be grateful. Be appreciative. Be thankful. It'll just turn our life completely around. And people will see it. People will recognize it. And even relationships will begin to change. Because through Thanksgiving, we become softer. We become fuzzier. We become warmer. We become cuddly. We're no longer, you know, a porcupine. We're now a little bunny rabbit. And you know, we need to be soft and tender. Because that's how the world's going to know that we have a relationship with Jesus. They're going to know us by our love. So let's pray. Father, We thank you for this nation. 
We didn't have any choice to be born here. We had nothing to say about it. But somehow, in your wisdom and in the midst of your plan, you allowed us to be born here. And Lord, we realize that this that we as Americans and as a being of this nation, that, that we're not perfect and our nation isn't perfect. But Lord, we know that you raised us up and you gave us the freedom to worship you here in this place. Help us to begin recognizing things that we have that, you know, we didn't really deserve. And we certainly didn't earn. Help us to be more tender and appreciative. Help us to, 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 to even smile more. As we think about how good we have it. And Lord, we pray for all that will be traveling this Thanksgiving. We just believe that they have traveling mercies, that your hand is upon them, that you are ordering their steps, that you're with them. Help us to enjoy our family and, and, and our loved ones and those that we spend the time with. And help us in that day on Thursday to just take some time to give you thanks. And we thank you for helping us with that in Jesus' name. Amen. Now before we go, it just seemed in my heart that, that we should give, if there be anyone here or by watching over uh, the video, uh, an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Savior. You know that there's only one way to God. Jesus was very clear. He, he kind of described himself as a doorway. And he, he said that, that no man goes to the Father except by me or through me. They have to go through that doorway. And, and the accepting of Jesus Christ is the most simple thing that a person can ever do to receive such a wonderful gift. It's just a, a matter of believing that Jesus is who he said he was Amen. and asking him to come into your life. To actually to be the Lord of your life. Amen. And that's essentially all that's involved. For if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, it says that you shall be saved. Amen. There's no way that any individual can get right with God through good works, by being a good person. Because... His blood was required to pay the price for the penalty that we owed. Amen. And so that's why he's the only way. So I'd like each person to bow their head just in reverence to the Lord and others that are, that, that, that are considering this. If you don't have an assurance, if you don't know for sure that you're on your way to heaven, and I don't mean that you think you're going there through wishful, wishful thinking or you hope so, if you're not 100% sure that Jesus is in your heart, then there's a good chance you're not on your way to heaven. And we can solve that right here, right now, and forever. And all you have to do is just accept him. And you just do that through a prayer. It's as simple as that.
So if you want to do that this morning, just, just while heads are bowed, no one's looking around, just if you want to receive Jesus right now in, in praying a prayer, just put up, put up your hand so I can see it, so I know that you're there, so I know that we need to pray that prayer. Just go ahead and lift it up. Don't, don't, don't allow embarrassment to keep you from doing this. This may be that barbed wire fence I was talking about. You've got to be willing to, to publicly confess him because he says, if you'll, if you'll confess me before man, then I'll confess you before my father. Anyone here this morning, you'd say, I want to make sure that I have the gift of eternal life from Jesus. If that's you, put your hand up. Don't be shy. Don't be bashful. It'll be the most wonderful thing that you could ever do on the earth. Okay, heads, stay down, stay bowed. Well, another question. Maybe you are a Christian, but, you know, you've kind of been living life your way. You know Jesus, you have him, but, you know, you, you've kind of, you're, you're in a season where you're kind of ignoring him. And you're kind of just living life, you know, doing what just seems right at the time, but you know it's getting you further and further away from the Lord. If you're willing to refresh your commitment to him, if you're willing to turn away from those things through repentance and get your life back in that plan he has for you, then this prayer is for you. If, you. if you want me to, okay, I see that hand. Anyone else, if you want me to pray this prayer for you, okay, I see that hand. Who else you say, you know, I, I, I'm that guy, I'm that person. I, I want to get things back on track. A anyone else? Uh, okay, I see that hand, that's three now. Who else you'd say, you know, okay, yeah, let's, Let's do that. I want to do that. I want to make sure things are right between me and the Lord. I want all that stuff that, you know, I've been doing to be under my feet and just to get things right. Anyone else? We've got three people. Anyone else you want to raise your hand? Okay, there's a fourth hand. Anyone else? One more time, one more time. Going once. Anyone else? You say, you know, I... I I, I want to I join these four people. I, I want to I make sure everything's right. I want to make sure that, that, that we're okay. I got four people. Anyone else? Okay. See that? Okay. And we got five people. Anyone else besides that? Five people? I, I sound like an auctioneer. I'm sorry. <laughs> One more. This is important. That's why I'm spending the time here. I, I want you to have God's best. This is God's best right here. We've got five people. Who else? Anyone else? Do I hear six? <laughs> There's that auctioneer again. Okay, you can put your hands down. Um, you guys can look up here right now. Now, now here's this barbed wire fence. You've, you've got to want this so bad that you don't care who sees you doing it. You know what that means? You're not ashamed of Jesus. And that means we have to put, put aside, you know, well, what will people think? Who cares? Yeah. This is my life. And I'm making the choice. And you can think what you want, but I'm going to get what he has for me. So if you raised your hand, I want you to stand up real quick. Just stand right up. Don't think about it. Just stand up. Good, you're standing. That's five of you. I want you guys to make your way down here. I'm going to pray for you, and then you're going to go off and uh, see... Uh, Miss Sharon, can she use your office, honey? 
No, I don't want her to use that one. Just, just line up right here and, and just face me. Just, just turn, just line up right here and just face me. Hallelujah. One, come on, Mick, you can come on down. Hallelujah. Uh, Grandma, did you come down too? Yes. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Praise God. Anyone else? Did I miss anybody? Yeah, I, 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 well, praise God. Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? I know there's, dare I say, there's at least one more. Now, these, some of these guys didn't raise their hand, but they're down here. Amen. Anyone else? Anyone else? This is, the only power you have is right now. You don't know what's going to happen this afternoon, tomorrow, or next week. But you know what can happen now if you get up here. Come on. Anyone else? Anyone else? Okay. Here's, here's how I believe the Lord wants us to do this. We're actually going to do two things. We're going to establish the fact that each one of you have accepted Jesus Christ and he's in your heart. I've prayed this thousands, well, hundreds of times. Hundreds of times, maybe thousands. And I say it each time believing with my heart. See, the Bible requires of us to believe in our heart and to say with our mouth. What we're saying is revealing what we're releasing and believing with our heart. Okay? And that's what gives the Lord the permission to come inside of you and to change what's broke. Okay? And that's what's going to happen. Now, more than likely, you're not going to feel anything because what's happening isn't being done in the feeling realm. What's happening is in that realm that you can't always feel, and that's in your spirit. And so you just got to trust what God says in his word is true, and, you, and by you doing it, that you have the reality of what he said. So he said, if you'll confess with your mouth Jesus as your Lord, because you believe that God has raised Jesus from the dead, he says, you shall be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto right standing with God, and with his mouth, he creates salvation in his heart. It's that simple. I said, it's that simple. It's so easy. I was able to do it. Right? So everybody's going to pray this with us. You guys bow your heads and say, Father in heaven, I believe with my heart that Jesus Christ is your son. And he came to the earth as a man to be my lamb, to be my sacrifice. I believe that Jesus Christ hung on the cross in my place and my sin and my sin nature was placed upon him and he died and he was buried and he was raised from the dead therefore he is alive now Jesus I confess you now as my Lord as my Savior 
I say, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I receive you now. And because I've called upon your name, according to the word of God, I am now saved. I am now forgiven. I am now the righteousness of God. And when I leave this earth, through death, my body might get planted in the ground. It might even be burned. But my spirit will go to heaven and to be in your very presence forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. That means a long time. Amen? Amen. All right. Keep your heads bowed. Now, these are for you that are rededicating your life. Say, Father in heaven, I've missed it. I've gotten off track. I've gotten into some things that might have been pleasurable, but it was causing my life to go in the wrong direction. I make a choice with my will that I'm going to turn my back to these ways. So I repent now. Forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry I was disobedient. But now as I ask for forgiveness, I know you're faithful and just. And you have now forgiven me. And you have now cleansed me. And now I'm in right standing with you. Show me what I need to do to get out of the entrapment of these activities. Show me the way out. Show me the way to you. Show me how to stay free in Jesus' name. And I thank you that as far as you're concerned, I'm as close to you as it is possible. I will keep that. And I will walk in that. With your help. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So what I want you guys to do is you see Pastor Marianne and Sharon back there. Go back there. They're going to take you in the office. They got some books for you. And uh, just going out there, you go, go ahead too, man. Just go. And uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. I'm not sure where the camera's pointing right now. Um, Vince, why don't you climb up there and at least point the camera here, if you don't mind? I'm not sure where Mick had it last. Am I in view? I'm talking to you out there. You can do the same thing that they just did. It's real simple. And so first, let's start with salvation. Just say this out loud wherever you're at, whether you're at the house or at Starbucks or wherever you are. Just, just say, Jesus, and you guys can repeat after me. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I ask you to come into my heart. Come into my life. I receive what you did for me. I call you Lord. 
and Savior. And I invite you into my life. I receive your grace. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your loving kindness. And now according to the word, because I've called upon your name, I'm now saved. And I am on my way to heaven. Now just begin to thank him for it. Thank him for it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And now for you that you want to get back on the the right track. Just say, Father in heaven, I missed it. I see that. And I want to come back. I repent. I ask you to forgive me of this wrongdoing. And I thank you now that I've called upon you and I've confessed my wrongdoing. You have now forgiven me. You have now washed me. And I'm now in right standing with you. Help me to get free from these stumbling blocks. Show me the way to go. Help me to find a good church, a good pastor, that I can come under their care. I thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Well, only the Lord could have done something like that this morning. Right? He's in this place. And he's helping us. And uh, I encourage you to uh, just continue being a part of what the Lord's doing here because we're growing and we need every one of you. I said we need every one of you. Amen. And so maybe we'll uh, have Joy strike up the band and put on some music. I want to give them enough time in that room to get a plan. So we're going to pray for them right now. And, and, And really understand that the key... to to walking in the things that God has for us is that we have to give him more parts of our life. And and so that he'll have more expression through us. And so we want these guys to get it. Amen? So let's, let's pray for them. Father, we thank you for these individuals that were not ashamed of you. We thank you that they came in a public way to display their faith in Jesus Christ. And they weren't ashamed that they had missed it because there's not one of us who hasn't missed it. Every one of us have fallen short of your glory. And so we thank you that they had the heart, the desire to push past all those obstacles and come to you. We ask, Lord, that this which they received today becomes real to them. We ask, Lord, that it will become a reality, even though they may not have any feelings that anything has happened. Help them understand that what they have is on the inside of them. And it's actually more real than anything that we can see, feel, or touch. Help them, Lord, to see that you're in their life. Help them to see that you speak to them, that you strengthen them, that you guide them through the Bible. Stir up, Lord, in their hearts a hunger and thirst for truth and righteousness. 
and encourage them, Lord, to, to deepen their fellowship with you in, in your book and also in, in with their church and others that believe like them. Lord, we thank you for it right now. We declare and say that these people will not be the same forever. They have been eternally changed, and we thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, let's just wait a moment. If they see you in the hallway, they're going to want to come out. So let's give them a couple more moments, and uh, I think it'll be well worth it. Well, I'm glad you guys came this morning. Are you, glad, are, you, are you glad you came to church this morning? I mean, you could have been watching cartoons this morning, but no, you came to church. And we had a good time in the things of God. Hey, don't forget that tonight we'll be talking about, it'll be healing school, so we'll be talking about how to receive healing for our body, how to maintain healing in our body. And uh, it'll be a good service. I, right now, don't know what we're going to be talking about, but it's going to be good. Because he's going to be here, and we're going to be using his book, and so how could not... How could it not be good? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, you guys are a blessing. I'm seeing them now in the hallway. See you next time. God bless you.